Well, if you love to eat as much as we do here on the Kevin and Taylor Show, you're going to love hearing the latest in the world, world of, of food. food. First, did you hear 7-Eleven has a new food item? Korean barbecue wings featuring lightly mm. breaded all-wheat meat chicken coated with a savory and sweet soy garlic and pepper glaze sauce. Mm. Second, Krispy Kreme just launched four new M&M donuts. One of them is called a chocolate candy surprise. And yet, somehow, they have M&Ms inside without them melting. No kidding. And mm. finally, in the world of food, can you uh, someone get in trouble for weaponizing food? The Are answer, we talking like the, the good old food fight? <laughs> the answer is yes. This woman in St. Petersburg, Florida, was at a restaurant, started arguing with this guy, and threw her burrito at him. But she missed, and it hit somebody else. And she's facing charges for disorderly conduct. No kidding. (laughs) Hitting someone with a burrito. So yes, food can be weaponized and you're in trouble for it. Wow. Who knew? I got a movie theater when I was a kid. Got hit in the back of the head with like a milk dud or something. That hurt. Wow. Yeah. Poor thing. Weaponizing milk duds. Not good. (laughs) Coming up in just a minute. Are you facing that emotional countdown clock of your kids moving out or heading to college? Are you facing that emotional countdown clock of your kids moving out or heading to college? Ugh, it just makes my heart like start to hurt. Uh, my niece is headed back soon for her sophomore year of nursing school, and it's still tough the second year. Well, experts say these are the life skills teens should know before they leave home. Okay, let's hear it. The general rule is you can start applying now. Uh, is stop doing for your teens what they could be doing for themselves. Well, that's a tough one for especially moms, right? Because you you enjoy doing stuff for your kids. Uh, They'll need to know things like when and how to get the oil changed, doing laundry, making doctor's appointments, know their way around the kitchen. And finally, they need a strong emotional foundation before they leave the home, you know, like coping skills for stress and pressure. Okay. Do you know how to get your oil changed? I, I know how to... Watch the mileage and every 3,000 miles and then go somewhere and get it changed. I go to no, you don't. No, the you car don't. dealership. You know you know how to get, tell Glenn. <laughs> Honey, that thingy on the, th- I, th- it's, I think it says <laughs> it's time, right? That, that, he spoils that, me for sure. Is that how you get the oil changed? <laughs> <laughs> that thingy. Is that, is that how you it's should teach? quite that bad. Is that how you should teach your kids? This is how you get the, the oil changed. <laughs> Go up to Honey, your... <laughs> I need, but no, I was, I was with one of my, I have 11 nieces and nephews so I can protect their identity. And one of them the other day needed a doctor's appointment and, and the mom went, well, go ahead and make it. And she goes, that's on me. I got to do that. <laughs> oh, and she's Tracy, like, yep. Tracy did that with our daughters for all, like when they were still in high school, I think she was like, you're making your own. So they they all knew, knew how to smart. do that. And my son, he not only knows how to change his oil, he does do it himself. And I have the oil stains in my driveway to prove it. Oh, no. <laughs> Thanks, son. <laughs> you can be uh, hard for parents is to, when to let your kids do stuff on their own. It, it could be as simple as how old should they be when you let them stay home alone for a few hours or Maybe walk to the community pool, hang out at the pool without mom and dad. Let's let's talk about how you make those decisions next. So we're talking about that difficult decision, mom and dad, when to let your kids do stuff on their own. I mean, I can remember clearly the first time my mom let me go with my friends to the mall, like unsupervised. 
It was game on. You thought you were a big stuff, Yeah, huh? I, had, I had like a, a fresh Abe Lincoln in my pocket. <laughs> it's a $5 bill. I had a $5 bill in my pocket. I felt like I was king of the world, man. Um, can remember going to the movies for the first time with my friends, like all those things. And they happen, by the way, way younger for me, I think, than most moms let their kids do now. And my, my wife with our kids, was she was always a little more, she'd let a little more rope out than than I think most moms will. Like I had a Facebook memory come up of my daughters when they were 16 and 15, uh, driving three hours away by themselves to go to theology debate camp for 10 days. Right. It was, which sounds like, sounds also like very heady, but it involved water balloons, s'mores and Jesus, like the whole (laughs) nine. But um, yeah, we let them drive themselves. And this was when like trackers on phones were kind of, kind of new. So we made them download one of those and we were like, hey, every 45 minutes or so, we want you guys pulling over just even if you don't feel tired and, you know, make sure you check your surroundings before you get out of the car, yada, yada, yada. But we had some friends who were like, you all have lost your minds letting them drive three hours by themselves. They made it. They're fine. Yeah, it is a great time at camp. They they got home absolutely fine. But I'm wondering, you know, like in your family, how do you make the decision? It is wild how much it's changed. Like when my sister, my oldest sister was 12 years old. My parents would leave her alone with a 10-year-old, a 5-year-old, and twin-year-old new, twin newborns. Yeah. You, you, and it was parents all keep up putting jail for her. that now. <laughs> yeah. She was in charge. It was it was her responsibility. Yeah. So, so how do you decide, mom and dad, when to let your kids, like maybe it's a big decision to let them go this summer to the pool by themselves. Maybe they're like, I don't know, 12 years old. And you're like, you know, they don't need me taking their water wings and their sunscreen and everything else. How old and how do you make the decision? Is it dependent on the kid? Would love to hear how you roll in your family. Hey, Brian, we're talking about uh, letting our kids do stuff on their own. And how do you make that decision of, of when they're old enough, when they're mature enough? Great question. It's, uh, it's for us uh, with our two girls, 12 and 14. Uh, we base it based on the maturity level. And uh, just through the experiences that we have when we go out and about with them, you know, giving them little opportunities to prove themselves, we just build upon that. But at the same time, technology today allows us parents to really keep a closer eye on our kids than what we were when uh, you and I grew up as kids. So. Mm, that's true. Yeah, you can con- you can be in constant contact, which I remember one Absolutely. of the rules when I was a kid I had to have a quarter in my pocket. And back then it was like a dime. I think to make a make yeah. a phone call had to walk around with a dime in your pocket in case you had to make a phone call. Now it's like Man. mom's texting if you don't check in every 20 minutes. Oh, I have one of my 11 nieces and nephews. They were begging their parents when they went off to college to turn off that the tracker. tracking. They felt like they had earned some privacy. Yeah. Not to be tracked. Yeah. Right. But the times today just make it a little more difficult for parents to release their kids on their own, you know, with these current stories that are floating around. But, mm. you know, it's it's where you live and who you're surrounded with and, you know, just building that trust with your kid and having that relationship enough to know that we're not trying to be a hovering parent. We're uh, being safe and cautious uh, yeah. because they yeah, are yeah. a precious one. Absolutely. So. Well, thanks for calling. Sounds like you're a great dad. Keep it up. Hey, I appreciate it. Y'all have a blessed day. Hey, are you in the midst of juggling all the responsibilities of raising several kids? They say parents that are juggling multiple small children have a particularly hard time keeping up with their personal fitness, according to new research. They had to research this. I mean, it's hard to find time, right? They say um, it's the challenges of the time and then just having the energy 
to engage in regular physical activity while caring for your kids. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was equally equally tough for moms and dads. So one solution might work for your family. Do activities together, like go for a bike ride or swim laps in the neighborhood pool. And that way you're all getting some activity in your life <laughs> together. I'm, I'm just laughing because like we have four kids, our daughters are, what you call them stepping stones. I mean, they were like, boom, 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 real close in age. All three were in middle school for one year together, all three in high school. But when they were, when they were little, the idea of going out with them on a bike ride every 20 feet would have been, I'm tired. <laughs> yes. Can we go back? <laughs> we did that to my parents on hikes. Can we, yeah. this, this is boring. Can we go to the pool? <laughs> <laughs> Coming up, it's like the movie Castaway, but it's come to life. Hey, this is your guaranteed to put you in a good mood story of the day. This is like a scene from the movie Castaway, come to life. This guy is 51 years old. He's named Tim from Australia. And he and his dog, Bella, survived for three months lost at sea. And they've been found. They drank rainwater and ate raw fish. He made up really smart survival decisions, but they say the fact that Tim and Bella were found is like a needle in a haystack kind mm. of situation. Uh, what was going on is a helicopter was flying above a tuna trawler and spotted Tim and his drifting boat. Mm. He was in surprisingly good spirits, good health, considering their ordeal. And you're going to love this. Tim truly believes that having his dog Bella with him made all the difference in the world. Aww. Can you imagine how lonely that is at night? Pitch dark out on the ocean. Mm-hmm. You can at least hug your doggy. Okay, I saw that story on the news last night. Doesn't he look like the guy from Castaway? He does. Tom he does Hanks. after all of that time just drifting around at sea. Um, I said to Tracy, I, I wonder if Bella ever got nervous. And she goes, what are you talking about? I said, I don't know. And food was running low and he didn't know where his next meal was coming from. Did Bella kind of like scoot to the other side of the boat to make me try to hide? What? <laughs> Ew. I can't believe you even did that. <laughs> That's a Chinese oh, head. She was like, you were the worst. She goes, you win that, that award, worst human being in the world. That's you today. I was You're like, having no, a good day. Everything's just... going your way. And then comes Kevin Downer. Said, I'm, I'm just thinking through the practical realities of the situation. Oh. That's all I'm doing. I love dogs. I have five dogs. Come on. Okay. That's a, that's a, that is a that is a perfectly valid thought. You ever been on a, a plane? A lot of people travel in the summer. You ever been on a plane and maybe you saw this unfolding or maybe it happened to you. Somebody asked you to move your seat so they could sit with their kids or with their their spouse or whatever. What do you do in that situation? Are you happy to to oblige and give up your seat? Well, uh, one woman refused to help a mom with her kids and her, the debate over this has gone viral. We'll talk about it next. So have you flown yet this summer? It's been crazy, right? Out trying to, to make your flights on time, maybe your flight on time, and everything is over, overbooked. And uh, there's a story going around, Taylor. Tell me what you would do if this happened to you. Uh, lady goes to uh, to her seat. It's mm-hmm. a window seat. She wanted the window seat. She goes mm-hmm. to her window seat, and there's a woman already in her seat. Uh-oh. It's uh, three seats, and it's a mom and her two kids. And mom says, hey, would you mind taking my seat so I can sit with my kids? And she said, uh, I don't know. Where's your seat? Mm-hmm. And she pointed right behind her. It was the middle seat in the row behind them. Ooh. Yikes. So she said, 
no, I'd rather not. And she took her seat by the window and the mom was ticked. Mom took her seat in the aisle behind and was like talking very loudly about how rude she thought it was. And Uh-oh. lady posted about it online and people are people. A lot of people are going crazy about the whole thing for some people are pointing to the airline saying, why would you why don't you have seats available for families so they can mm-hmm. always book together? Or that's one thing. Uh, other people are like, why didn't you just give your seat up to the keyword by yourself? What's the big deal? Mm-hmm. Um, but she said, no, I had a long flight. I had that's to what a- I was going to ask you is how long is the flight? The lady had to give a talk at a conference when she got there. So she was like, I had my earplugs. I had my face. Mask. I was going to sleep yeah. the whole way there. So I could be a little refreshed when, when I got there and there was no way that was going to happen in the middle seat. And then she made another good point. She said, the woman put the woman asking me to move my seat put a lot of undue pressure on me because she already took my seat. Yeah, she she's didn't all ask situated. ahead of time. Do yeah. you mind? She's like, so it, it ramped things up. Like now, I got it. She's got to get her yeah. drink. She's got to get her bag from under the seat. All this other stuff to move. She made it very hard for me to actually be able to say what I felt and wanted. The other um, thing that might have been happening too, by the way, just to add another layer, mm-hmm. is the way airlines charge for everything nowadays. She may have paid 50 to $75 just to sit by the window. Seat. Right, right, mm-hmm. right, right. So there are a lot of things in play there. And I'm wondering, what would you have done if that was you? Oh, would you man. have said, sure, I'll take the middle seat instead of the window seat I was looking forward to? What would you have done? Steve, so what do you think? This lady would not give up her seat to a mom with a couple of kids who wanted to stay seated with her her kids, she was like, nope, I'd rather not. And she didn't move. What What do you think about that? I, I put it like this. When you purchase your tickets, you know where your seats are, okay? Mm-hmm. So so just like what I heard what you said, this lady had a conference meeting that she had to do a speech. Hmm. And and she had, and then not only that, being by a window, if I'm not wrong, you pay more money for that. Yeah, mm-hmm. usually. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm, I'm like saying no. If she had like first class, you know, where she wanted to be back there, like I did one time, and uh, me and my wife had um, like a first class seat, and my granddaughter wanted to sit, you know, near her grandmother. So I switched my Aww. first class seat for, you know, a back. You know, back with oh, the major Jesus points. You know, <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> you know. <laughs> okay. So, and and that brings something up that that has been in the back of my mind with this whole thing because I, you know, you go to the you go to the practical reality of it all, and you're just like, okay, yeah, I, I could see that she'd want to sit there, and maybe I would do the same thing. Like, no, man, I'm tired. I want to get some sleep on this flight. No, I'm sorry, I'm not switching. But then. That still small voice <laughs> says, Jesus says, yeah, says like, hey, you should, you know, walk the extra mile. You do one to others. You should, you know, carry his pack two miles instead of the and one. They ask for your right. coat. And all, that, them, yeah. all of that plays in your head. And you're <sighs> like, okay, that, that yeah. wristband that we all used to wear back in the day. Mm-hmm. What would Jesus do? And then on my on my worst days, I'd go, he'd miraculously produce an empty seat. <laughs> 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 but on my best days, I'd go. Okay, I'll switch. Do you know, you know? like, so even though we're that's... saying that's what Jesus would do, my brain just went to, it went to justify it again. I wanted to know the age of the kids. <laughs> like, <laughs> oh, they're so 12, terrible of me. They were 12 and 10. They were 12 oh, so 10. old enough to be okay by yeah, themselves. Yeah, they were old enough to be okay by oh, maybe, G- maybe Jesus would have gone to the uh, the flight attendant and said, the last shall be first. 
So we should be in first class. <laughs> Maybe the most Jesus thing to do would be to sit in the window seat and give those kids a break from their mom. <laughs> You'll have to agree one of the fun things of life is learning about this whole world you knew nothing about. Well, I was hanging out with my niece the other day and I'm just I feel like this Tick, tick, tick is happening with the clock because she's got to go back to her sophomore year of nursing school. And I don't want her to leave again. I'm so (laughs) sad. So I've been like trying to do some just like anti-niece outings. And um, so the other day I took her to lunch and then I was like, ooh, there's a pie place over here. Let's get let's go get a piece of pie. I was just trying to make it longer. Plus, I love pie. (laughs) Trying to bribe her with pie. (laughs) um, And so we get to this area where she goes, hey. Um, there's something I want to ask you only because we're right by this place. Um, I have an earring stuck in my ear after we get the pie. Can you, can we go to this tattoo shop? And that's where I got the earring and, mm-hmm. and see if they'll fix it for yeah. me. And I was like, oh, absolutely. I can't imagine having it stuck in my ear. Oh my gosh. And I was like freaking out. She like couldn't get the um, back off or something. Yeah. It's like, oh, okay. um, so anyway, we go in this, um, in this tattoo shop, which had you ever been I in one before? Never been in a tattoo <laughs> shop, so that was really bizarre. I was so out of my element, and uh, I've got no tats at all. And um, we're sitting there, and we had to wait quite a while, which was fine. You uh-huh. know, I was all about spending time with my niece. Well, she starts teaching me about this whole thing. It's called ear curation, mm-hmm. and they'll design your ears, and you'll have a two-year plan. Yeah. To get to where you want to be. And then mm-hmm. she started teaching me about all the different earrings. There's the date, the tragus. These aren't earrings. These are the locations of the piercings. There's the date, the tragus, the helix, the forward helix, the rook, and the conch. Are we playing chess or getting a... <laughs> and she was like, it was like being a little kid who was learning, here's my nose, here's my eyes. And she was like pointing to parts on her ear. She's like, okay, what's this called now? She, and I was trying to memorize it couple of questions does she have a two-year plan and Uh, that's question number one mm -hmm. i don't know that she does she probably wouldn't she's got quite a few (laughs) already she did and the irony of it all is that her hair is really long and so unless she wears her hair back you don't see all these fancy piercings question number two did she try to talk you into getting a two-year plan for no. your ears? No, she, she didn't even say too like much you of a nerd. Get, you should get one. Oh, wire there here. was no pressure no, at no all. Talk or nothing. But one thing that did happen, I found out about this. This is something you don't realize you sign up for when you become a parent. Each parent, her mom and her dad, had spent over thirty minutes trying to help her get that earring out. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, I can't imagine what that all, was like for okay, my so, sister. And so her the husband. piercing was done in an effort to look really cool and edgy. There's nothing non-cool and non-edgy than having your parents have to Mommy, help, you. help me. <laughs> help me get my earring out. <laughs> Coming up, I bet I can get your heart racing with two words. Computer problems. Hey, I bet you can get I can get your heart racing, your pulse surging, and a little bead of sweat to form on your forehead with two words. Computer problems. <laughs> According to brand new research, we're wasting 20% of our time on them. Most people experience frustration when using computers and almost everyone can tell a horror story about that important PowerPoint presentation that wasn't saved or a system that crashed right at a critical moment. Mm. And I wish I had a big solution for you. But the conclusion of the study was that we need to make our systems more reliable and user friendly. I, I, my husband just mentioned yesterday, one of his coworkers, I'm like, 
oh, did you discuss such and such about the economy? He goes, no, no. He was buried in a computer issue. There was wow. There was no talking about that yesterday. Mm. So everyone has that one person that they'll go to when they're having computer problems. Maybe at work, it's got to be the IT guy, right? That's the official policy. But at home, I have one person I go to when I have computer problems. And they're fairly often for me. Tell you who it is. See if it's not the same person for you next. So we're talking about computer problems. I, I think I might be like a lot of people. There is one person at home that I go to whenever there's a computer problem, a printer problem, a phone problem, and that is my son, Kyle. Well, always go to Kyle. Like, hey, I'm having this problem with it. What do you think it is? And, and he'll, within 10 minutes, get me completed, so completely sorted, back up and running, no problems. Everybody needs a Kyle. They do, and I'm very sad because he, he just moved out. Yeah. I don't have him at home anymore. And because of that, our printer has not printed in about 10 days. Oh, no. <laughs> we need to lure him home with a, a good do. meal. And... Like, Tracy and I, we cannot print anything. Ugh. Nothing. It says that it's it needs us to load paper, and it's loaded with paper. We've, we've unplugged it. We've plugged it back in. We've turned it on. We've turned it off. We've reset it. We've done everything. And it's saying, like, please load paper. You know what would be really fun to do in just a minute if you were feeling very brave? Is if you would imitate yourself when you're having computer problems. <laughs> it's oh, like I'm, the funniest thing I'm I've ever brave heard. brave enough to do it. I just don't want to get fired. <laughs> no, well, we'll keep it. If, if you don't want to, I'll imitate you. <laughs> it's really funny. <laughs> All right. You know what? That'll be more fun. Uh, okay. Because I don't think it's that bad. Okay. We'll do it. In a but apparently, to those who As long as we it, can be friends after. <laughs> guess we'll find out. <laughs> I don't know why I said yes to this, but Taylor's going to imitate me having computer issues. And I, I'm saying oh. I don't know why I agreed to this, because I, I know that that is not my best moment. As anyone would probably agree, that is not their best moment. Isn't there a it's, meme that says, don't marry someone until you see how they yeah, handle computer there issues? Is. But it, what's great is it's it's funny. It's it's humorous outside of the situation. Now, in the middle of the situation, it's really stressful. Uh, here's the deal. Uh, the people at this radio station, for whatever reason, even though Kevin and I are on the radio together for four hours every day, they decided, oh, let's have them share an office, too. <laughs> and so we have this little, like, partition between our desks, and we share an office. And But we can hear each other. Like, there's no private phone calls or anything, or private, I'm frustrated with my computer. It's... It's audible. You can okay. hear. And so the other day, uh, Kevin's doing this pretty difficult thing that we knew was going to be tough. It was an application for, it's it's a whole other story, but it's something he had to get done online. You had to shrink photos. it was photos. not easy, right. It, it was, was very, very tricky. And we knew from lots of emails it was going to be tricky. Mm -hmm. And this is what starts happening. Uh, my head was ever going to explode. It's going to be today. <laughs> <laughs> I said that. I did. I think I I'm just, that. I'm not going to, this is the time I'm going to self-combust. <laughs> <laughs> and I start sweating and I get like, um, I, I'm not much of a help, but I, if you want me to call someone, I will. And then finally, I don't know if you wait, noticed. Wait, wait. You know what? I responded to that. I went, what? <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know if you noticed, but I finally just, I grabbed my headphones and I came down to the studio to get some recording done. Because <laughs> I'm like, this guy needs privacy. 
I'm like feeling his stress. It's like <laughs> seething through my veins. I don't need this stress. So I'm going to step away from the situation. No. And by the time I came back, you were like, as if nothing ever happened. You're like, yeah, yeah I got it done. Yeah, I got it done. And you were like in a no super baby. good mood. And I was like, this is the same guy that five minutes ago was like, Throw my right. hands, get get ready, to, get ready to throw my computer out of the seventh floor window. <laughs> yeah, same guy. Same guy. Imagine now you only have to deal with that every now and then. Imagine my wife, she has to deal with that like Oh man. Imagine tax season, because I do oh, I do our taxes. No. That's why we all call her Saint Tracy. <laughs> no, 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 no. I saved that. I saved all of that. No. He has to vocalize on, everything, you guys. TurboTax, you're killing me. Yes. <laughs> By far the the one TV commercial. That my husband will like stop the TV, back it up, tell me to come in from the other room. You got to see it. There's a new one. A new one hmm. is that one where uh, people are becoming their parents yeah, when they yeah. become homeowners. Right. And uh, Doctor Rick self, tries to group, right? yeah, he tries to help you not become your parents. Mm-hmm. And there was one recently. I think it's a new one that had me dying laughing because a friend of mine just did this. <laughs> so I have to tease her about it. I'll tease her on the radio first, and then I'll call her later. But. Um, here it is. There's this one. He, Dr. Rick goes, do you really need to post 43 pictures of Aunt Alice's cookout? And the lady starts to go, yes. And he's like, no. And so here's what happened. A friend of mine, um, she and her daughters went on a true YOLO trip to Europe. Okay. First time she's ever been to Europe in her whole life. I know one of her daughters is about to leave the nest, so she really wanted to make a memory. Mm-hmm. And they are in Athens, Greece. I mean, the uh, Acropolis, for Pete's sake. All this history. And mm-hmm. there is one picture of the Acropolis, and I am not making this up. There are 40 pictures of the buffet breakfast. <laughs> and I'm like, what is happening right now? And I just, I, I couldn't resist. I got home and I showed Glenn. I'm like, look. There's this close-up of the fruit bowl. Then there's a far away of the fruit bowl. Then there's the croissants. Then there's the yogurt. Like, why? Why right. do you pose 40 pictures the phrase, of the breakfast buffet? Why can't I get Greek yogurt in Greece? <laughs> <laughs> and I cannot wait to call her and go, okay, I got to, are you ready to laugh at yourself? And she'll be like, whatever. You are a progressive commercial come to life. <laughs> So you're starting to see little signs of maybe inflation slowing down and maybe some signs of the economy coming back and stuff. And some cities are saying that they're on the rebound because of this one thing happening. I'll tell you what it is next. So some cities are saying like they're they're uh, on the rebound. The economy's starting to turn around and some cities are pinpointing it on one specific event that has happened that they said has just been a boost to their economy. And it is me. Taylor Swift coming to town. Huge boom for the local economy. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they're they're like the uh, the Philadelphia Federal Reserve has said that her tour had a profound boost on the local economy. Like some businesses have been turned around because she was in town wow. for I don't know how many dates she did in Philadelphia, yeah. but they're saying that it was it was a noticeable uptick. My niece was telling me businesses. this the other day because she and her friend went to Taylor Swift, and that was like their her Christmas birthday, Valentine's Day, everything gift from her parents, mm-hmm. and um, it's everything from restaurants and hotels, but also even local clothing stores because all. 
the people who go to the concert want to dress like one of the eras. Well, Phil, these people in Philadelphia are saying that it was the biggest uptick in tourism they've had since pre-pandemic was the week that Taylor Swift was in town. Fantastic. Hotels, restaurants, everything else. So if uh, you live in a town and you've got a struggling economy, you might want to uh, try to book a uh, Taylor Swift concert. <laughs> and that'll there you turn, go. That'll turn everybody's fortunes around. Can't wait to talk to our producer, Griff. He said his wife, Sarah, has a new aspect to her hygiene routine. <laughs> and he's trying to, she's trying to rope him into it. Really? Get him involved? <laughs> All right, we'll find out what it is next. So uh, Griff's in the studio with us, and uh, Taylor is just saying that Sarah has roped you into something new that she's doing, part of her her beauty routine. Are you painting Hygiene. her? To- are you painting her toenails? No, 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 no. I don't do that. No. <laughs> it she- sounds like you've been asked. <laughs> You're like, no, I don't do that. <laughs> um, no, she bought this device. I guess she's bought into all the nonsense you see online about oh you shouldn't use q-tips you know even though we've all used q-tips for a bazillion years i guess it's bad to stick them in your ears or something right yeah Um, that's what you hear so she bought this device she found online it's like a really skinny pencil thing that you stick in your ear and on the end of it it has a camera that connects to your phone Ew! so you can see the earwax And you can scrape it out with this thing, and you can. No, gross. Yes, and she bought it and is using it, and she has tried it out on me and the kids. Oh, have you looked at it? Did you look at your own ear and see? Yeah, it's disgusting. It's gross. Oh, see, I don't want to know. I don't want to know. Did she start the apparatus and did you like, I don't know, your, she puts it in your right ear and your left arm starts twitching? Basically. <laughs> hey, 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 watch, watch this. What? She's like, don't move. I'm like, Sarah, you're like, you're, she's sticking that thing in there pretty deep. And I'm like, that, that, that's good. Okay? Did it hurt? A when she went too far, yeah. yeah. Hurt, or was it just not comfortable? It just wasn't comfortable. It, yeah. Does this thing have a funky name? I have no idea. But I wonder what a doctor would say. Yeah, that, that's like, the thing no, that gets no, no, me. No, don't do that. That's, that's or, the thing that gets me is like, yeah, you watch the, some, I don't know, YouTuber, and you're like, oh, no. yeah, it removes all the earwax, and then there's an ear doctor going, but you don't want to remove all of that. Does right? it have a vacuum on the end, or are you just picking it out? You just no, pick it, it out. It has, has, has kind of scrape it. It has a straw. <laughs> <laughs> do you know what I see this happening? Just like people get addicted to Dr. Pimple Popper, yeah. they're going to get addicted to their own earwax and that of their family. And then all of a sudden, like, you're a family of monkeys, like, watching the, picking at each other yeah, every night. Like, hey, let's do our earwax tonight, babe. I can bring it in and show you guys oh, one day. Oh, 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 I don't know. Who has more earwax, Kevin I, or Taylor? I don't know that we want to do that. Who has more ear hair? <laughs> I did have a lot of. It's weird to see all the little ear hairs in there. It's Ew. it's weird. Yeah, it's which strange. helps you hear, right? I guess I don't know. Okay, we're done. <laughs> we're this on. is the most fascinating thing. I'm so blown by this. Ooh. I'm moving on. <laughs> you two can discuss amongst yourselves. Hey, it's Kevin and Taylor. What's going on? Hey, guys. It's Mary Kelly. Mary Kelly. Did did you hear us talking about the earwax thing? The removal system? I just, uh, you guys hear gross, but I hear side hustle. 
Like Sarah needs to start an Instagram account of of this. <laughs> so instead of like me having to look at my own ear, I pay Sarah to clean it out for me. People love seeing weird things, like you were saying that Dr. Pimple Popper stuff. She could become famous on Instagram. Oh, and you know what else? She was the first. You know what else? You you foo foo it up a little bit, make it like a spa experience. You know, give people like a white robe, slippers. Maybe a, oh my uh, and all of a sudden you've classed it up a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's awesome, though. I would totally do it.